Not every day is a winner, but there are wins in every day. Not every broker has the kind of challenges I'm about to outline, but for those who have had things like this happen, know that you are not alone. You're not. Now, the following may come across as a little bit negative. It's not. It's really not. It's just real. It is reality. And it's a reality that's not changing anytime soon for many reasons. Now, everyone involved in most mortgage approval equations can have moments of unhappiness. But indeed, everyone can actually wind up unhappy simultaneously. And I mean everywhere, everyone, everywhere, all at once. The client, the client's parent, the guarantor, the realtor, the other parent, the gift giver, the broker, the underwriter, the documents reviewer, the head of underwriting, the management of the lender, the investor, maybe even your president, everybody involved can wind up completely dissatisfied. Now, why? Why is that happening? Well, let us count the reasons. Overly restrictive policies, illogical policies, communicating with you through decline, rather than putting something into a mortgage commitment as a condition uh, of fulfillment. Instead, the files decline back to you, send it back when you have these documents. But that's a lender policy. Tech hiccups, a ghost in the machine that suddenly costs a week because the application got lost somewhere in the machine. Overwhelming volume, even in otherwise quiet markets, certain lenders will get hit with waves of overwhelming volume, no matter where the market conditions are at. A combination of one or more of the above, all amounting to a month-long journey for a client and a broker, and no approval in hand, no approval a month later. And you wind up asking yourself a month into a file where you have no commitment, how did we get here? Like, how can this be? Well, there's a few different reasons. OSFI is holding lenders to such high standards, arguably too high in some areas, that they don't even want to issue a mortgage commitment unless they have documents in their hands so they can explain to OSFI why they issued the commitment. Because if they're issuing commitments that have too many conditions in them, apparently this is a thing that OSFI is actually paying attention to now, talk about making our lives and our clients' lives miserable. Investor agreements, they can contain these utterly brutal clauses, such as conditioning for re-verification of income two weeks before closing, because the investor wants to know that that client's got a job two weeks before closing, despite the fact the file was underwritten three and a half months ago on a purchase the clients are infirm on. Now, why are we waiting until two weeks before close? Hey, why not wait until two days before close? Because if anything's actually changed materially with the employment, how are we going to fund that mortgage now? We're scrambling to find a solution. Or another lender has a policy where there is a, an additional credit pull two days before funding. Now, sometimes things happen. Identities get compromised. A, missed, a, a, a minimum payment gets missed. Something happens, and it tweaks that score just that one point below, maybe not even the client's own doing, and suddenly the mortgage isn't funding that's supposed to fund in two days, and you have 48 hours as the broker to solve that problem, and why didn't you see that coming, right? Another one, lender policy such as, again, no commitment released without new, rarely requested documents conditioned for. No, instead a decline, and then the broker is back at the beginning of the queue all over again when it really could have been simply conditioned for. 
The systems within mortgage world are many and they are complex and they're all woven together in a bizarre tapestry, not unlike a plate of spaghetti, where stellar applicants, applicants with a $1 million line 15,000 income, 30% LTV and an 880 beacon, yes, I'm talking about an actual file, are lost in a maze for a month with no approval, an utter slam dunk file, a month lost in broker space. Also not helping the cause, many of these process steps and systems, they were devised by someone who has exactly zero experience with actual frontline brokering. They have no understanding of the actual mechanics of the process until they themselves actually go get a mortgage and they wind up incredibly frustrated with the processes that were put in place by people like themselves. So how can this be resolved? Well, the short answer is it can't be resolved and it won't be resolved because there's too many disparate organizations and people and policies in play involved who are not all aligned in their thinking or in their goals, right? Regulators have different goals than investors who have different goals than underwriting teams driving efficiency, who have different goals than brokers who have different goals than clients. This complex mess, it's deep-rooted, it's systemic, it's incurable, although probably not terminal. Terminally frustrating for sure, but not terminal for the industry. And so we muddle on. All right, what's the takeaway in all this? How am I going to wrap all this up? Oh my gosh, is there a positive way to wrap this up? Here's the good news. It's a level playing field. I mean, it's a playing field full of sinkholes and traps and you know all kinds of crazy hurdles, but it's a level playing field. We're all playing the same crazy ass game. And the broker who wins the client is not always the best at brokering, whatever that is. They're not the best necessarily at underwriting, which is very clearly defined, so much as they are the best at de-escalating situations and knowing how to communicate with clients in a manner that keeps the clients in the game. Communication skills are everything. Communication is all. It's all that matters. Mastering communication is mastering brokering and taking control of your future as a broker. Thank you.